Opinions expressed on ACB Radio are those of the respective program contributors and cannot be assumed to serve as endorsements of products or views of the American Council of the Blind, its elected officials, or its staff. M. A. I. N. M. E. N. U. Main Menu. Main Menu. Main Menu. Hey, everybody, and Happy New Year from all of us on the Main Menu team. You're listening to Main Menu for the 11th of January, 2019. I am your co-host, Jason Castingway. It's a new year and a new accessible glucometer solution from Dexcom. We get together with guest Guillermo Robles, who will tell you all about it, and we'll do some interesting comparing and contrasting with features from the Freestyle Libre we've talked about in previous episodes. Then, Janine will be talking about her experience setting up a home alarm system called Simply Safe. Enjoy the show! Hello, Main Menu listeners. I am here with my guest, Guillermo Robles, and we are going to talk about another accessible glucometer solution from Dexcom. With me, I have Randy Rusnak. Hello. And I have Jeff Bishop. Hello. And our guest today is Guillermo Robles. Hey there. Hello. Thanks for having me. It's wonderful to have you with us. Jeff, I remember you talking quite a bit about the accessible solution that you have, and I thought you might have some great questions or a great leadoff for Guillermo, so why don't you take it from here? Absolutely. So I use the Freestyle Libre system, of which, you know, the big R over there has actually had some podcasts on as oh, well. Yeah. Yeah. And it's it's been just life-changing. So I was really excited to hear that we were going to be able to talk about the Dexcom G6 solution. Let's find out a lot more about that. And But let's just first find out a little bit more about our guest and you know, have him introduce himself and tell us a little bit about himself. As was said earlier, my name is Guillermo. Robles. I am from Los Angeles. Um, this is kind of uh, an interesting experience for me because I've never really spoken about having diabetes or anything related to my diabetes since I was diagnosed. I am new, relatively speaking, to having diabetes as I was diagnosed about five years ago around this time. When I was diagnosed, it was pretty daunting because I didn't know too many high-functioning, blind diabetics. Right. Um, now, are you type 1 or type 2? I am type 2. You're type 2. Okay. Um, so what were you using when you were first diagnosed? What, what meter were you using then? I was using the Prodigy Voice. Right. Okay. When I was first diagnosed, my insurance had, uh, and my medical staff had sent me home with the Prodigy no-coding system, which is a, a device that had, you know, limited speaking ability right and then it wasn't until later that i learned about the uh, prodigy voice since just the last few years i'm not exactly sure when that the prodigy voice was actually determined to be less accurate than most meters have you did you were you aware of that yes and it was the only thing that um was provided through yeah um, insurance so <laughs> yeah exactly fast forward a couple of years ago i had met a few people that were using the Dexcom, and I really didn't quite understand it until a good friend of mine uh, was given this device, and she explained to me what it was. And I just thought, man, this is a really good solution. It's a really good alternative to the to the finger stick. Yeah. So before we get to that, you know, a lot, a lot of insurance companies, and you know, uh, I don't know how comfortable you are in, in sharing this. 
But a lot of uh, insurance companies today are not covering, you, you know, the Dexcom product or Freestyle uh, unless you have very, very specific requirements for the CGM's products. Did you have to jump through a lot of hoops to get your insurance to cover it? I did and I didn't. There, there were some hoops that I had to jump through, but a lot of it had to do with a doctor that I had and not so much the insurance. Got it. Okay. The endocrinologist that I had spoken to about a year ago when I had enough information to give to him told me that I didn't meet the medical requirements. Right. Um, Right. However, I I did meet the insurance requirements. But at that time, Medicare was not covering uh, any type of CGM um, equipment. Yeah, because I think I think they need you to test four times a day and use insulin. I think you had Is to the... test four times a day, and you had to be insulin dependent. And right. They were more concerned, from what I was told, your sugars had to be a certain out of whack. Yeah. Out of whack or something. Yeah. No, I'd just like to add one thing. My girlfriend is going through the same sort of hoop jumping. She meets the criteria, but the way it was presented to her, she already has the prodigy voice and they will not give her a second device so she's trying to fight that right now and she you know if i were if i were in her shoes i'd fight it i'd do more than saying okay well thanks Um, because because if i can share a little bit um i i was talking to my doctor and i was explaining the frustrations of doing the finger sticks and yeah exactly more often than not getting the uh blood on the strip yes yes so and you think so that would be a good fight, Guillermo? To... I, I That's what I used. I okay. basically said that I use my fingers a lot, you know, for ah, open leisure, yes. for reading Braille. Mm-hmm. And the doctor said, but your sugars are out of whack, right? And I said, well, he says, your sugars are out of whack, right? <laughs> so ah, <it's> just, <laughs> so, gotcha. You know, and at, ding at dong. that time, it was just like, ding dong, this is how yeah, we I think you need. It, yeah, I so. think you need a partner, uh, you know, on the medical side that will work with you both on the accessibility factor side as well as the medical side to write a letter to be able to get it authorized. But I mean, I, there's ways to do it. Wow. Now and, she and, wants her to have it, and yeah. she, she just doesn't want to fight it. And I'm, I was just very lucky, and I continue to be very lucky that the doctor yeah. that I have is is pretty forward thinking. Yeah, as far mm, as yeah. so was mine. That's our concern. So so. All right. So. Uh, yeah, so tell us about the G6. You know, what what uh, what does it consist of? Uh, what was your initial experience like? And and then we can kind of maybe talk about the differences between the two uh, the two systems. So the G6, uh, in in normal circumstances, consists of a couple of different parts. Um, there is a sensor that is about the size of a human hair that will be inserted uh, subcutaneously into the abdomen. Uh, I've seen other people put it in different areas of your body, like um, the back of the arm, for instance. It also consists of the transmitter that will send the information from the sensor to a receiver or your mobile phone. The receiver itself is not accessible. However, the G6 does have an app that can be downloaded which will make it easier for you to read on a mobile device. So does, this, does the transmitter have buttons or any sort of UI on it? The transmitter itself is a piece of hardware that is probably about the size, I would say, of, say, like a half walnut. Okay. I would say, you know, once it's attached to, to, to the sensor uh, sure. housing part of it, it's, it's, the whole thing is probably about the size of a half a walnut or something like that. Oh, so it's pretty big. 
it's not well maybe i'm exaggerating a little bit but maybe a little bit smaller than that um okay but just um it's not that that big at all okay mm-hmm. does it have a button on it or any kind of screen there is no screen on the on the sensor or i'm sorry on the, uh, on the transmitter, transmitter. no okay good okay so there's not really anything to interface to there no I, okay. it's, it's all powered by uh bluetooth okay how is the app experience the app experience um i it's interesting because i feel like they've come a long ways from the g5 from what i've seen as far as the user interface for that app to the g6 i would say that almost 95 percent of the app is accessible okay the only thing that would not be accessible would be the the graph that it shows you. <laughs> uh-huh. Yeah, same same thing with the uh, freestyle system too. The only thing, and, and also for uh, on the G6, there are arrows that will point up or down depending on how you're trending, or there is a straight line to indicate that you're up, you know at a constant level. Okay, so when you get your reading, does it tell you that trend, or does it just tell you you know 102? It will tell you that trend. It'll say, you know, let's see, level is constant or level is rising, slowly rising, rapidly rising. So it'll give you those cool. type of indications. Okay. Okay. Uh, and, and how long does the sensors last? So each sensor, once applied, lasts about 10 days. 10 days. Okay. So, so you think the G5 was only seven days. It was seven days and you had to do a finger stick every couple of days, I think. Yes. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I remember that. And you don't have to do finger sticks anymore? They claim that you don't have to do finger sticks. In fact, that's a lot of the, the, the selling point for the G6. Yeah. Um, it's, it's been rare that I've ever had to do any kind of calibrations. I think recently uh, I saw that it kind of went off by 100 points. And then, you know, uh, the reading wasn't conducive to the way I was feeling. So I, I did a finger stick and, you know, found that I did have to recalibrate. Hmm. Now, what is that calibration process like? So there is a section of the app where you can go and do a regular finger stick, and then you enter the value that you get from your old-fashioned meter. I see. Okay. Hmm. Have you had any issues with sensors failing or where you've had to replace a sensor? A lot of those issues had to do with Bluetooth connectivity. Sometimes it'll lose signal or maybe the adhesive wasn't placed properly. Right. But as far as actual sensor failure, no, I haven't had it. Oh, that's good. And can you shower with that on? You can. I've even gone swimming uh, with it on. Yeah. Okay. Mm. Cool. Now, is the sensor something you, you can apply yourself or is that done specially somewhere? Um, you can apply the sensor yourself. Uh, it's interesting because the G6 sensor comes with a big applicator. Oh, uh. my God, yes. I, the Freestyle <laughs> one does, too. And I first, when I first uh, got the box, you know, I got two of them. And it came in this giant bag. And I'm like, oh my God, these are you know, supposed to be little tiny sensor things. And so I reached in there, and they were these behemoth-looking boxes. And I'm thinking, yeah, yeah. what it is going on? It kind of looks like, a, like an overgrown mouse. Yeah, it's yeah. It, it, it well, my mine more looks like a. It's all round and it's, yeah. Mine's round and you know it it it's uh, you know uh, doesn't look like a mouse. But yeah, when I, when I saw the applicator, I was like, oh my god, that is going to hurt. Oh, I remember when you were you were on the air and you were talking. You go, Carrie, I'm afraid of this. <laughs> yeah, it looks yeah. scary. It looks frightening. Yeah. 
Yeah. You know, I would but it to is, do that to my abdomen. Jeez. <laughs> <laughs> it is very easy to apply in that there is a one 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 touch method. Um, so you really have to be precise as to where you're going to put that on. Mm-hmm. Um, I remember the first time uh, that I did this. Um, first of all, shout out to the Dexcom people and their their awesome uh, infrastructure because they have a really good training group that you know, will help you put this on. Like and, visually, do they, can they hook, I mean, you know, like, is it something like be my eyes? They can guide you to the point on your admin. Cause I mean, let's face it, man, you, you know, you, uh, you wouldn't want to miss, <laughs> you know? Well, you know, I thought it was going to be an issue. And when I got it, I, I was so excited about getting it that I didn't want to wait to see a nurse educator at, you know, at my doctor's mm-hmm. office. Oh, I didn't either. Yeah, no. Yeah. <laughs> so I, I immediately called them and I said, okay, here's the situation. I'm blind. Can you walk me through this? And she said, yeah, sure. The only thing is we're going to need you to uh, use the phone to set up the app. Can you do that? And I explained about voiceover. And she says, oh, but there's a problem. There's a code on the sensor. Oh, and I said, oh there oh, is? There, the, yeah, there is a code on, on, the, uh, on the adhesive backing of the sensor. And you have to enter um, this code, do you? And you have to enter the code, yes. Oh. Let me let me guess. I bet you used uh, Be My Eyes, or do you have someone there that can check I the, use Ira. Uh, oh, <laughs> yeah, oh, okay. okay. All right. There you go. Okay, yeah. well, that's good. Okay. So, wow. That's, so, so the app can't read that. There's no way for it to pull that. No. No, there's there's no way because you – and it's a, it's a unique code to, to each sensor. Uh, or to okay. each box of sensor. It's funny that they couldn't use some kind of like NFC or something to well, – That's what I'm saying. Yeah. yeah. Yeah, there is. I think there is a way to have it. You know that you can scan the, the barcode itself. Mm-hmm. But I yeah, have good luck finding it. I have mm-hmm. played with it. They always yeah. take the path of resistance. So, mm-hmm. oh, fascinating. Mm-hmm. So that, and that's how I was able to install the, the sensor uh, on my own. So, so tell us about that process, the applicator process. So, does it come in pieces? Do you get to put it together? You get a month supply, right? Um, when you get the key. so you get three of them or whatever. And yeah. So. Actually, you get a three-month supply depending on what your insurance will cover. Sure, sure. Um, but in my case, it was an insurance thing. So, uh, and the pack, and then there's this huge-looking mouse thing that has this adhesive backing it. And once you uh, take that off, it exposes the uh, the tape that's that's going to eventually go on your go abdomen. on your right. Mm-hmm. So, uh huh. So you, they basically have you. Uh, disinfect the area and place it where you need to. And when you're ready to to apply it, there is a guard on the button that you break off. Okay. Will allow you to, you know, press that button. So yeah, I was gonna say right. that that's the. But again, you, you have to be really button. precise as to where you're putting it. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Well, especially there. Exactly. Yeah. Yeah. Uh-huh. <laughs> so the freestyle. So the freestyle applicator comes in two pieces. And you sort of align the two. There's a little uh, notch, and you and you align the two together, and then you place the applicator like on a table, and you press down, and it makes like a chunk sound, and it sort of melds the two pieces together. And then and then the applicator's got a button on the top of it, uh, and you and you place it on the 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 freestyle. You know, gets injected on the upper arm, back of your upper arm. And which is always kind of fun, in, you know, to find a way of of doing that where you can, you know, reach around with one arm and do mm. the other arm. It's kind of a, you know, uh, yeah, it's a little interesting. Yeah. But uh, <clears throat> and then you I just, personally do it there. I, I used to do it on my abdomen before, but it just for me, since 
you know, things. Oh, so it things works happen. on your arm then? It does. Yes. Okay, good. Because that was one of my reasons for not going with the G sets. Because I'm like, I do not want they to do that. They would prefer you to do it no, on your abdomen. Yeah, no. There is no, sir. I'm, there is no way you're going to get me to do that. <laughs> yeah. Does it, I mean, does they, it impact they your sleeping? You do it on your yeah. D- doesn't that impact your sleeping? Yes. Yes, exactly. Yes. Yeah. I, I, yeah. I'm not doing that. <laughs> so, so to give you sort of a, 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 some information on the freestyle. So the freestyle sensor is really all one, one piece. It looks like a, once it's injected, it looks like the size of a quarter, about three quarters stacked on top of each other. It's about that thick. And, uh, it, the sensor lasts for 14 days and, uh, it's all NFC. So, you can use, you don't even have to use a, their meter. You don't have to buy their meter at all. And you simply just hold the phone near the, the sensor and it, and it reads the actual, uh, you know, number from the sensor. You don't now, have to enter any code of any kind. Um, okay. uh, that there's no restriction on that. There is some setup time. Uh, the, there used to be 10-day sensors and it would require 12 hours of setup time. Now the 14-day sensors only require one hour. Do you have a do you have a, a a time frame where it has to set up as well or no? Yes, there is a two hour warm up period. Got it. Okay. Now yours is not yours is probably doing the same thing. It's not actually looking at the, your blood, right? It's looking at the fluid underneath the skin. Yes. Right. Okay. So they're probably doing exactly the the, the same thing. So the the freestyle app itself is pretty accessible. It has a speech mode on the iPhone where you can enable that and it will automatically speak the uh, reading as well as tell you whether it's rising and how quickly or slowly or lowering. If you don't have it speak that, you can't really get that information, at least not reliably, with the, uh, with the Freestyle app. Uh, it's okay. Cause I, miss. I, I was hearing and what prompted me to do this was, you know, in hearing um, the other podcast where um oh, bill was, bill, uh, bill sparks demonstrating how he yeah he was demonstrating how he was using a third party app to to uh get those ratings yeah so how often does your sensor report data every 5 minutes okay mine's every 1 minute hmm. um how how um at least a, yeah i believe it's every 1 minute because I, I i have been known to check every one one or two minutes and it's different uh, have you found, what have you found, how has this changed your life? How, how has this changed, you know, your ability of, uh, you know, as a diabetic, how has, how has this helped you or what, what do you feel about the technology? I feel it has changed my life immensely. Um, I am going through some, uh, some changes in medication myself, uh, um, at the moment, um, and I have been able to just really be on top of my numbers yeah. and uh, make, make some really good choices with regard to just being able to tr- treat my diabetes really, really effectively. Yeah, I did too. You I know, feel I, like I, before with just the Prodigy voice, it was kind of like you were like, just dangling. Yeah. Mm. Yeah. Well, I wouldn't even test that often because I found that, you know, I was wasting more strips than I was using. Mm-hmm. And you know, it's I, almost I, a little bit more addicting. It, 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 oh, tell me about it. Yeah. And what's cool about it, you know, I don't know if you agree with this or not, but what's cool about it is now you can really find out what foods in, you know, I bet, uh, yeah. you know, I was you just going to say, you. it's like, I, I've gone to several, you know, I've gotten, especially during the holidays, I've gone to 
um, some really interesting restaurants. And I'm thinking, okay, so this steak is really going to raise it up. Yeah. And come to find out, it does. It doesn't even touch. Exactly. Your it's it's, it's much, amazing you know? what you find. Like, you know. Yeah, it's amazing what you find food, what foods you know your body reacts to, and which ones it doesn't. And you know, it, it, it's it's like to me, it was like Christmas time. Uh, I, I posted a tweet that said I, I felt that this invention is equal to the iPhone, and to me, it's been that life changing. I don't know if you agree with that or not, but to to me, it truly has. I I really do feel like it's been life-changing it's it's almost like you can pick it up open the app it's it's the first app that i have on my home screen yep me too and just it's you know it's just uh it's liberating to see liberating and reassuring to see where you're at you know well it's liberating and scary because now we're truly able to watch what's happening and sometimes i'm not happy with that but that's okay (laughs) that's a different problem (laughs) yeah i mean we're not happy with it but you know what at least at least there's some accountability Exactly, exactly. Now because you know, and you, you can know, adjust to it. To yourself. The other thing that's really good about this um, is that Dexcom has a couple of apps that are um, supplemental to... Oh, I was going uh, to ask about this, regular, yeah. Uh, to, to, to the G6 main app. Um, the one that I've just recently started using uh, with uh, somebody right now is called the um, Dexcom Follow app. So basically, okay. I can send an invite to somebody, and they can basically follow what is going on with my glucose readings. That's awesome. And also, they will get alerted to the highs, the lows, and yep. you know, if there's a problem, they can follow up if I'm not in their range or whatever and make sure that I'm okay. Yeah. The freestyle the does other not app- have that. That was the other thing that I really was hoping that it did have. Mm. Right. The other app that they uh, that Dexcom has, which is really cool, um, it's a reporting app called Clarity. And Clarity will allow anybody that you give access to to see the trends in, in the form of a report. So it's really good for physicians uh, to monitor your blood sugars uh, in that way. Okay, okay. Very good. So this is something that can actually look at, and like if you do stray uh, toward the high side, do they like send you a text like, uh, 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 get on none of that chocolate now? Is that how that works? Or No, it's, it... <laughs> it's basically, uh, you know, and anytime you have appointments, we can actually look at some of the trends. And okay, yeah, makes it a lot smoother for them um, and you to interact. Yeah, now Free, Freestyle right. has a website, and you can... Uh, you can give access uh, there, I do believe. Ah, so it's like yeah, in I mean, the cloud. Yeah. And you, you're, the app itself also has all of the, the reports so you can bring them up and you can also download PDF documents and email them out as well. So, uh, in, fact, that's, that's, in fact, that's I think that's how Freestyle prefers you to, to do it as far as giving them to your doctors to email the actual uh, data to them. I'll tell you that this has really helped bring my A1C down. Yeah, yeah. So, so uh, right, I was just going to comment on that. So the first month that I had, you know, gotten this, my A1C has generally hovered around 5.7 to 6 and for about 15 years. And uh, just recently it had spiked, you know, to about 6.6 or, or so. And, you know, which is not the norm for me at all. Mm-hmm. So, of course, it, it freaked me out, you know. And uh, so as soon as, I got the, as soon as I got the sensor, I, I was able to really rigidly watch things. And, you know, I'm now now back down to uh, an A1C of, of 6.0, which is way better than it was. So, mm, you know, great. still not in the danger zone, but well, it depends who you talk to. 
Right. Yeah, uh, exactly. Yeah, twins that you talk. Six point five and, and, and above is actually uh, by an endocrinologist standard is is not good. So it just depends on uh, you know what what medical person you, you're talking to. So I would imagine that you can uh, exercise and uh, follow some sort of a regimen. See your changes when you use the uh, the device, both you guys, and oh, yeah. see if that's uh, if that affects you in a positive way, or if you can say, huh, I can just skip this exercise because it's doing me any good." Well, anyway. it it depends on the exercise that I do. I've noticed that sometimes it actually makes my blood glucose numbers go up, which is not, um, which some you know that's not abnormal. Huh. Um, it, it it just depends. I mean, because your body is 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 you know putting. Uh, sugar into your system for energy, right? Mm-hmm. Right. So, mm-hmm. so you know, your liver goes, "Oh, you need more here." You know, <laughs> dump it in there, and 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 so, you know. Uh, so you can see overall, it's good. Overall, but yeah. I mean, mm-hmm. Yeah, but but mm-hmm. but you know, I have noticed, and also I have you know Dawn Effect numbers, which is my biggest my biggest issue. That that's my that's the only issue that I that I truly have that that annoys me. Yeah. Um, right now, the the big thing for me is just the hike, the hypoglycemic uh, stuff. Oh, so you have the opposite. So, yeah, so I do. So my numbers are slightly higher in the morning and then I might, and then I go, you know, 70, 80 throughout the whole day. Oh, wow. And then, in the, you know, oh, wow. so, uh, so I sort of have the opposite of, 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 of what you're doing. So it's very interesting. Does your app send its data to the health app? Yes, it does. Okay. Now mine does not, and that really annoys me because uh, I really wanted to do that. <laughs> so yeah, so it sounds yeah, like you're after way ahead. I just figured out how to do that. <laughs> yeah, yeah, I just yeah, figured out cool. how to do that. That's awesome. I'm, that's I'm still awesome. learning. Um, I've only been on the Dexcom um, since November. Of yeah, that's about when year, I got mine. So. Yeah, yeah, well, that's about when I. You kind of cut out November of this year, right? Last year. Yes. Last year. Well, oh yeah. Well, last year. Yes. <laughs> okay. You're going to get technical. <laughs> <laughs> well, he's coming but, from the future, you see. Mm-hmm. Well, yeah. <laughs> but I, I imagine that real time is, you know, putting, trying to put myself in someone's shoes who's wanting to monitor the, their blood sugars. I would think that real time thing is just so cool. Mm-hmm. Oh, absolutely. Just, just and, and I think it's the future. I, you know, within five years, I don't think you're going to see uh, meters being distributed. That's not going to be the way that people do it. Yeah, uh, I, I really, really don't. And I'm still hoping, come on, Apple, I'm still oh, hoping yeah. that Apple or somebody will come out with a wearable such as like an Apple Watch where you don't even need to do that. It, you know, they've, they've been working on this whole thing around light uh, and using light to determine glucose numbers. Oh, interesting. And uh, mm. yeah, it, it's been, it's been um, being looked into for a really long time. And that 90-day, there's a 90-day sensor out now and it, and it uses light to be able to detect glucose numbers as I understand it from. Oh, see, I thought that was a joke in the beginning, but. Uh... No, no, no I'm not, it's actually not. Um, they use, they use uh, some form of light and it, and it uh, bounces off the fluid and it determines, uh, you know, what your blood glucose is based on. I don't, I mean, I don't, I have no idea how it works, but mm. I mean, it's some sort of That's light. So of thing. it may be incorporated into like the Apple watch someday. Maybe you think. Well, I certainly hope so. Yeah. Um, I, I was hoping that they that they would have gotten there by now, but I I, I tell you, uh, I will I will even do a larger you know happy dance if that comes out <laughs> in the Apple Watch because mm-hmm. then you, there's no injecting. You just you know strap it on and away you go. Yeah, it, mm-hmm. it could then give you alerts and all of that. So I, I think the future is uh, you know personally I think the future is very very bright in this space. And wearables. Yeah, yeah, yep. yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. Now and, speaking and, of. Um, 
Yeah. Uh, speaking of the Apple Watch, is are there at least apps for the Apple Watch or any of these solutions? So the Dexcom does have an Apple Watch app, and it's very simplistic in that you just open the, the app and it'll give you the readings right away. Um, okay. mine, does, mine does not. Mine does not. Okay. From what I from what I'm able to tell, I haven't really played with the Apple Watch version of it yet. But uh, from what I am able to tell, um, there all of your customization is going to be done from the main app itself. Mm-hmm. Yeah, sure. that makes sense. Yeah. Plus, I don't know how an Apple Watch would work. You would have to be a true monkey as far as you know being able to flip your arm around and I don't you know if you're wearing a watch. I don't know how you would be able to get it to recognize the NFC unless you could put the sensor under your arm. Mm, which well, they don't tell you to do. Yeah. Don't, don't forget the yeah. Dexcom, though, is Bluetooth instead of NFC. That's exactly. But I'm saying for the freestyle, right. I don't, oh, yeah, I don't yeah. know that a watch app would work. Mm-hmm. I, mean, I don't even, I'm thinking about it right now. I have no clue how I would even get my arm. Well, you probably wouldn't use it. You'd probably use their interface, whatever that's going to be. Yeah, unless, unless, unless you, it would just take all the readings from the main app and you could at least view the information from your watch. Yeah, but remember, it's NFC, right? So, yeah. Right. Yeah, yeah so uh, it, wouldn't, it wouldn't be real time. It wouldn't be practical. Right. Yeah. yeah. I mean, you'd have to be, I don't know how, you'd have to be able to really stand on your head and, I don't know. <laughs> I don't know. It's some crazy thing. To get your, what are you doing? Your wrist. Oh, I'm checking my blood sugar. Hold on a second. Yes. Well, that reminds me of the joke, you know, what can you hold with your left hand that you can't hold with your right, your right oh. elbow? <laughs> yes, that's right. You know, so. Uh, well, this has been fascinating. I, you know, I, I think the two of us should come back in six months or, you know, if you're willing and give everybody an update on, you know, are we still happy with, uh, you know, what we're, what we're seeing, but wow, this has been great. I've, I've loved it. Uh, this has been I, great. I would love to come back in six months and, and report just to see how, how things have been. Um, I know that, um, my doc, you know, my medical staff is just, they're just amazed at the improvement and, um, they're even more amazed at how accessible this is. Yeah, my doctor, my doctor couldn't believe it. She was like, I, I just don't even, I, 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 yeah, she was ecstatic. What was interesting where I live is like the third city and uh, largest city in Minnesota. And they, um, you know, we actually told them about the application that was used uh, with the uh, Libre and how accessible that is. And they weren't even aware that the application existed because I broke that story like hours after the uh application was released called yeah. the doctor like in a matter of hours after it broke and they go well we have a staff here that <laughs> that's supposed to be checking on this stuff you told us something that we didn't know and this is happening a lot and i i really wanted to tell them you know like well maybe you your staff should be more up to date on checking for other newer resources i didn't but mm. yeah, yeah i felt like it yeah and it's just uh, I'm, I'm now starting now that i have it i'm finding more and more blind people that have it and you oh, know, that's so interesting. It's, that's it's interesting. Kind of interesting how how all of you know everybody comes out of the woodwork once you get it. So yeah. Oh wait. So so question for you. So is there an Android version of this? I'm not sure of, but you know I can definitely. Yeah, that um, would be interesting to find, find out. There, 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 there is for freestyle, I but I, I don't know that it's accessible. I don't know. Mm. I don't know. Yeah. I still have yet to find that out. Yeah, so I'm I, not I like... sure about the Android version or or its accessibility. <laughs> I'd like to ask real quickly before we end, uh, you were talking about medications. Has your medications changed since you got the new device? Like, have you been using uh, one medication over another? Let's say, like, uh, have you now switched to, like, Victoza or Jardians? Yeah. I am, uh, I, I am on something that is similar to Victoza. All right. Okay. I got gotcha. you. And, and um, 
because of being on Bidurion, I have been able to get off of insulin completely. Oh, swell. That's really something. Oh, that's awesome. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. Mm. I, I was I was able to get off insulin as well. So yeah. And how's that? How does that change? Does that does that uh, create a, a like a weight change difference since you're off insulin, or does it make too you, early to tell for me? Too early to tell. Yeah, it's it's too early to tell, but I I do notice that my appetite has decreased, and people are commenting that it looks like I am losing weight. So, yeah, well, maybe I should take some of that. <laughs> <laughs> well, this is this is this has been terrific, and. Yeah, uh, yeah. Well, you know, again, I think the future is bright, and we'll just have to uh, wait and see where the future, you know, takes us. Yeah, this is really cool, you guys. I'm I'm glad that we had another uh, stab at uh, another. Alternative. <laughs> well, oh, yeah, <laughs> yeah, yeah no, really. unintentional, <laughs> unintentional. I, I I figure you get to the point, of, you know, eventually. <laughs> yeah, well, I'll stop needling you now. <laughs> so before we go, I want to be sure Dexcom is spelled D-E-X-C-O-M. Yes. Okay. And Guillermo, do you know a website that people can go to if they want to read more about it? www.dexcom.com. Fabulous. All right. The the freestyle is found at Freestyle Libre, and that's spelled L-I-B-R-E, freestylelibre.us. Okay. Well, thank you very much. This has been very informative. Hi everyone, this is Janine Stanley, and I'm here to do a review of the Simply Safe home security system. We had a need for a home security system recently, and we didn't want to break the bank on it. And after a number of recommendations from people, we went with Simply Safe. And this is one that is advertised on TV. You can put everything in yourself. You don't have to worry about professional installation fees. Now, the first thing I will tell you about this is to check your local ordinances and whatnot. And the company will help you with this when you buy the equipment. Their website is simplysafe.com, and that's S-I-M-P-L-Y-S-A-F-E.com. And I have found their customer service to be very, very good. I did not have many issues that involved blindness. Most of my issues were being unfamiliar with the documentation that came with the products. The documentation is available on their website and as an accessible PDF. Unfortunately, as documentation goes, it's not that it's not accessible, it's just not good documentation. It doesn't go into a lot of detail for someone who has never set up a home security system or anything like that before. So basically, this particular system comes with a base unit, and I'll tell you along the way the things that you're going to need cited help with. And I happen to use Ira, but you could certainly use Be My Eyes. You could FaceTime with, you know, a friend or family member uh, to get these tasks done. Um, There are a couple points along the way where you are going to need sighted help. And the very first one involves the base unit. Now, the base unit is about eight inches high. It's cylindrical, but it kind of flares out at the bottom. So it sort of looks like a bowling pin. It has a plug that goes very neatly into uh, the the socket. It's, I believe, looks like a USB pin cable, actually. Um, And it plugs into the wall, but it also has battery backup. Now, when you take it out of the box, it's this odd kind of bowling pin shape, but it 
sits very sturdily. On the bottom of this unit is its serial number, and you're going to want to write that down and have a couple people check it, because apparently it's a little hard to read. I wrote mine down wrong the first time, and uh, the IRA agent and I you know, thought we had the same number, but apparently we had the wrong one. So we had to go back and have somebody else look at it, another agent look at it, and indeed, I had written down the wrong number. Write down that number in print, in Braille, uh, keep it with all of the other information about your Simply Safe account, because you're going to need it when you register your account and start your setup. So we've got that. The base unit will come with a little tag on it, and that's one of those tabs that you pull out to engage the battery. And just pull on that, it should come out fairly easily. All of the Simply Safe devices have these little tags that you pull to get you know contact with the batteries and get the device working. So all of these units do have batteries. They come with batteries in them. The base unit, when you plug it in, it goes out and lets Simply Safe know that you have plugged it in. Now, when you buy your equipment, and you can buy things piece by piece on their website, or you can buy an entire, you know, what they think you might need for a whole house. And that was why we liked it. We could add and subtract pieces to it as we wanted. But, you know, once you buy that equipment, it is registered to your name, similar to the Amazon Echo products. You know, it, it comes with you. So they know who you are already from the fact that you bought it. And they can take the location and things like that. It does communicate with the monitoring service via cellular connection. It can also be configured for a wireless connection, your home Wi-Fi, and that just allows it to do downloads a little bit quicker. It allows for some faster communication. But of course, if your internet is out, you know, then what are you going to do? You're going to hope that your cellular works. And I hope that that hasn't been taken down too. And, and honestly, if you lose your cellular, you've got much bigger problems than, <laughs> than, than uh, you would think. So anyway, so you've got your base station. And to your base station, you're going to add components. And the main component that you're going to start with to get everything set up is a keypad. Now, these keypads are about, oh goodness, they're about the size. If you, if you know about the Language Master, they're kind of the size of the Language Master. They're maybe four by six, I think. Um, they're fairly thick. They come with a mounting bracket, and everything's got a little pack of screws. So when you unpack everything, you're going to want to look for those little packets of screws. And that's so that you can screw the mounting bracket into your wall or wherever you want to mount it. Ours are kind of free roaming at the moment because we haven't decided where to put them yet. They do have sticky adhesive on the back. I will warn you, you get one chance with this adhesive because it loses its stickiness very quickly. So you might want to have some double-sided tape or Velcro pads. Uh, if you want to move these things around. I don't recommend just going with the tape that's on them from, you know, the, the manufacturer. So you've got your keypad, and the keypad has five rows of three buttons. Your top row of buttons are off, home, and away. And the difference between home and away, home means that the alarm is armed, but the motion sensors inside your house are not armed. So you can go about your daily stuff. If you go in and out of the door a lot during the day, you know, you're working in your yard, whatever, you want to turn the system off or at least only enable some components and disable some. And we'll talk about that here in a bit. You definitely want to be aware <laughs> of the various modes. And there are only three. There's off, home, and away. Now back to the keypad. 
you've got a standard numeric keypad for the next four rows. So you've got one through zero in a standard, um, like a telephone keypad or a remote control keypad with one in your upper left corner below that first row. And then the positions of your star key, that's your menu key. And then you have zero. And then on the right side, there is a delete key. And that can be used as a backspace that can be used to delete particular items on the screen. There is a screen above the keypad on the device. If you are having it now sitting in your palm, it is above the keypad. This keyboard is tactile in that you're going to press on parts of it. It, If you imagine it like a rocker switch under a screen, uh, you've got a cursor cross there. So you have up arrow, down arrow, left arrow, and right arrow. You can push on about half an inch from the edge of the screen is where you'll push for left, right, up, and down. I found the up arrow a little tough to get to. I have to go at it from the top kind of with my thumb. So that one was a little difficult. The really only major issue with this system is I wish the keypads talked. The base unit device does talk. It will tell you when it's connected. It will tell you when the system is armed, when the system is turned off. It will, you know, give you all sorts of information, but the keypads don't talk. And that's the only thing I think is a minus for this particular system. Uh, if they would make the keypads talk, this would be just absolutely phenomenal. I went through the menus with an IRA agent. Again, you know, you can, and a sighted person of your choice <laughs> to go through the menus. When you take this device out of the box, it comes wrapped in plastic. So you've got to take the plastic off. Of course, you've got the screws. It is set in its mounting plate. You can pull up on it and disengage it from the plastic mounting plate. There's not really a need to do that. But there's also a little thing of plastic on the screen. And it's that really uh, clingy adhesive plastic. I'm sure there's a name for it. And it says press edges of the screen or something to that effect. So take that off the screen. Uh, makes it really hard to see for your sighted helper. I know, we all feel bad, right? <laughs> anyway, there are menus on the screen. And what you're going to do is use this keypad to set up all your devices, put them in test mode, and manipulate other parts of the system. And kind of once you learn uh, the menus as you're setting up other devices, it gets a lot faster and you sort of know what to look for and know what you're, you know, what you're doing in terms of setting things up. The other components that we got in this system, I found very easy to tactily tell apart. The boxes were easy to read with something like Seeing AI or, you know, um, Envision AI or any of these um, text recognition apps. So the boxes were easy to read. I labeled them all in Braille anyway because we weren't putting it together right away after we got it. So I wanted to know. But a couple things that we got were, first of all, glass break sensors. And these are for your windows, of course. And they can be stuck on a wall or um, I have mine on the side of a cabinet that's about five to ten feet away from the window. You don't want to put them in the kitchen. But these devices, along with all of the other sensors, have very tactile testing buttons on them. And there's a little button on the top, and you simply push that to put it in test mode. The base unit will alert you to the fact that they're actually working. And so that's a good way to, once you get everything set up where you want it, you can test it. You don't have to place them, though. You know, they don't have to be in place to actually set them up and get them registered and into the system. The glass break sensor has a little concave part in the middle that collects the sound. It's about maybe ah, three inches square, uh, and its other 
component of a similar ilk, little bit bigger is the motion sensor. Please check the specs on the motion sensor. It can do about 45 degrees to either side, and I believe, I'm not sure how far up and down, but it can see out to about 30 feet. They recommend putting it in a corner, so it's got sort of beveled sides on the back so that you can stick it in a corner to monitor, you know, a room, and that way it seems to work better. We haven't figured out where to put ours yet. But it has on the front where the glass break sensor has a little concave area. Of course, the motion sensor has a little fisheye lens. And this looks like an eyeball. It, it reminds me of the CBS logo. If, if anybody, you know, knows what that logo looks like, it, it looks like an eyeball. And so that's the motion sensor and the glass break sensors. We also have entry detectors that will tell you when the doors are open. And the way that these work, they're two pieces. They're actually really blind friendly in terms of being able to position them correctly. So there's a big piece, which is about an inch square, well, maybe inch and a half square. And there is a smaller piece that is about an inch and a half high and maybe about half an inch wide. On each of these pieces, on the front-facing part that would face outward away from, you know, the, the back where it's stuck to the door, is a little groove. And that's right near the side, maybe an eighth of an inch away from the side of the device, eighth to a quarter of an inch away from the side of the device. So when you position these, you want one of them on the door that will swing open and the other one on the door frame and they need to be no more than two inches apart, and they need to be relatively laterally positioned. So you can't have one, you know, sunken into like a sunken door frame or something like that. Um, they actually need to be on kind of the same level. And you can do that by putting a little piece of cardboard and a piece of sticky tape um, between them. You can build them up with other little shims and things like that to put them on your door. They recommend that putting them toward the top of your door so that you don't bang them with your shoulder or hit them with your hand as you uh, go in and out. They also recommend not putting them directly onto a metal door frame. So you can put, a little, again, a little piece of cardboard with um, double-sided tape on the back of it in between, as long as you've got a little layer between the device and the metal door. And that just helps with helping them stick to the metal door. These devices work. They've got a magnet. And when you separate them and you break that magnetic field, the device will let you know that that particular door has been opened. And we have them on our on our front screen and our front uh, regular door, and we have them on our back patio door. And those are all going to let us know when the doors are open. So pretty standard kind of security monitoring thing. So these sensors, um, it, it took a little bit uh, to get them put up. I, I kind of figured it out pretty quickly, but then positioning them was a little bit harder. Um, we have a lot of side windows by our doors, so that was a little interesting, and positioning them on the sliding door was interesting, but we actually got it uh, got it figured out and tested it. Uh, again, these devices, the larger of the two devices has a button on top, and it will flash a light, uh, so if you have some vision, you can definitely see the light flash whenever it is actually working and not working when the connection is made and when the connection is broken, and so you can also use a light detector. I actually did that um, on one of them that I set up by myself. And uh, then I called the IRA agent and had her verify. 
We also purchased a siren, and this is a device that's meant to be outside. So it can be all weather, you know, pretty much. They don't want it in super direct sunlight and super heat, but um, you can definitely put it like up under uh, your porch eaves or something like that. It is a 105 decibel siren. It is loud. <laughs> I haven't uh, tried testing it yet, and I don't think I'm going to. Um, I'm just going to take their word for it. But once you set up the siren, it will go off if any of your sensors are triggered in either home or away mode. And so if you forget and you go out your front door, you're going to know about it pretty quick. That is the siren. The siren, again, is very tactile. It's about a... Oh, maybe six inch by six inch, if that much, maybe five by five, a uh, little box. Um, it does have screws and, and mounting, you know, bracket and things like that for it. It also has a test button. It's all very tactile. So that is the siren. And we got that primarily to help with my husband who's got hearing loss. He needed to know because he wasn't going to be able to hear, you know, the base station in the middle of the night if it went off. But he would definitely hear this particular siren. Then we got panic buttons, and these are small. They're maybe one inch by two inches, and they're exactly what they say they are. They are panic buttons, and if you press and hold down the panic button for two seconds, it will alert the monitoring company that uh, Simply Safe uses. They will call you to find out what's going on and call the authorities. And if they are not able to reach you, and I think they try twice, if they're not able to reach you on either of your numbers, then they will go in and actually send the authorities to your property. So um, we could have definitely used this when we had our break-in. Uh, so we have several of those around the house. Those are mobile. You can put them up in places, like we have one in the bathroom in case of, you know, some one of us fall or anything like that. We've got that, um, but we also have them in the bedroom, but they can move around. So if you're, you know, home alone and you're sitting out in a room and you feel kind of creepy um <laughs> this is definitely a good thing to have just in case and you need to summon help right away because you'd be surprised in an emergency how hard it is to call 911 and actually find those numbers on your <laughs> on your uh, digital uh, you know landline phone much less doing it on uh, a mobile phone so uh, the panic buttons are great the final piece of equipment, and this is a very important one because this is how you're going to control your system when you're outside of the house and sometimes inside the house. This is your key fob, and it is a standard key fob. If you're not familiar with them, they go on your key ring, and they are usually uh, a long device. This one is maybe three inches long. It's got a little strap at the top that fastens onto your key ring, and it has, uh, it's about maybe three quarters of an inch wide. Uh, if that, maybe about an inch wide. It has three very tactile buttons. The one furthest from the strap is off, and we put a little uh, tactile dot on that one, so it was easy to identify. Uh, the middle one is home, and the closest one to you is away. And this is how you will arm and disarm the alarm system when you go in and out. It has a 200-foot range, so, um, and my husband has already tested it, you know, coming and going from the house, and it works quite nicely. He can actually turn the system off with the key fob. Now, the only bad part is if you lose your key fob, um, 
<laughs> you really need to, you know, uh, change your change your code word and do all sorts of things to make sure that you're safe and make sure that if somebody finds that key fob, they can't disarm your system and come in. So um, we have purchased extra key fobs because, you know, you lose them. Uh, so we want to make sure that uh, we've got them. And this is the way that you can have someone, if they're watching your house while you're away and they need to get in to feed your pets or something like that, the key fob is a great thing to give them because you don't have to give them the secret code to the alarm system. You can just give them the key fob and let them turn it on and off as they come and go. And that, you know, should be sufficient as far as keeping your house protected and, and keeping your system safe as well so the person can't figure out your alarm and, you know, do whatever mischief they're going to do. Simply Safe has an iOS app. I'm sure it has an Android app too, I would guess. And um, what you'll have to do first is register all of your equipment and sign in. There are monthly monitoring plans. Now, you can have the system without a monitoring plan uh, to just alert you when the sensors are detected, etc., and ring the siren without summoning authorities. You can have that if you want, and all of that is free beyond the cost of the equipment. But to get to a dispatch center, which was what we wanted, they have, it looks like right now, two pricing plans. One is $14.95 a month and the other is $24.95 a month. Uh, the more expensive plan unlocks some features for you uh, both on the website where you can control your account or from the smartphone app where you can also control your account. This account also has uh, cameras. If you want, you can buy a camera and you can use either the website or your phone to review the camera footage if that's something that you want to protect against the porch pirates and, and whatnot that are out there. We did not get a camera yet. We're considering it, but honestly, you've got two blind people. What are we going to do with it? You know, <laughs> so I'm not sure if we're going to get a camera and I'm not sure if that camera also has sound. Now, if it had sound, that would be really helpful um, for, you know, my husband could see the videos on if he went to the website, but honestly, the sound could be helpful. So we're, we're thinking about that one, but it's, it's definitely a piece that you can get and you can also configure from your smartphone. The app is just about completely accessible. I think they might have one or two, maybe one button that's not labeled in the entire app, but you can see events. You can have it notify you um, when you're not home and your sensors go off, it will notify you. So I'm going to go into the app right now. Simply say. Okay, here we are in the Simply Safe app. Your Simply Safe system was armed in home mode by Key Fob Remote 0028 MCFB at 9:25 a.m. 58 minutes ago. Okay, and that shows our system was armed in home mode, so I can always check what mode our system is in from the mobile app, and. It was armed in home mode, which means that uh, I am safe and sound and happy in my house. And uh, if anybody should open the doors uninvited, uh, break the locks, whatever, I will definitely be notified. And I can grab my panic button and do what I need to do to keep myself safe. So other parts of the app, you can find out what happened in the event uh, and what was triggered and when and by which device. The key fobs, you, I believe you can name them. So we're going to look at doing that because as you see, they each have have a, a specific number and I think I'm going to go in and name them simply because it is a little confusing to keep that all straight. Uh, 
when you are setting up your system, you're going to use the keypad to get all of your devices online and ready. And one of the things you're going to do with each device is to give it a name. And they have a whole list of names like uh, living room, kitchen, office, back door, front door, back door one, back door two. You know, if you have, uh, in our case, we have front door one and front door two. And those are for the screen door and also the regular door. So we can tell if somebody opens our screen door uh, that we don't want to be opening our screen door. There's also an other category and you can actually key in a name. If you want a specific name for something that's not on the list, you're going to use your uh, keypad with the numbers. And this involves, you know, uh, similar to the telephone keypad, ABC is the number two. And of course, just like we used to do when we sent texts on the old, you know, if you have an old flip phone with a keypad and you would send texts that way by pressing once for the number two, twice for A, three times for B, etc. And this took a little bit of practice with um, the IRA agent and I to get the right letters, but it's really simple to delete them. So no problem there. Apparently the screen is quite easy to read, but you do have to watch your lighting if you have somebody helping you via phone so you don't get any glare on there but you can actually name your devices, which, uh, as I said, I need to go back in and do. So to wrap all this up, the Simply Safe home security system is a really, for the most part, blind-friendly system. It was easy for me to set up, although I could not have done it independently, most likely. I didn't try using any of the text recognition apps on the keypad screen. That was something I probably could have done, although I think it would have been much more difficult and taken a lot more time. If you are low vision, there are lights on the keypad that indicate things that the system is doing, and so that makes it also fairly easy to use. Uh, but then the screen, I'm not really sure. My husband couldn't read it. He had to use one of his video magnifiers, and that was it, uh, one too many devices <laughs> right there because they're actually about the same size as a handheld video magnifier, and so it was a lot to juggle for him to try to read the screens. But you can certainly use an app like Be My Eyes or Ira or Be Specular. Um, any of it, Be Specular would be a little bit difficult because that isn't um, necessarily real time. So you really want something real time. So you want to FaceTime with somebody. You want a visual assistant to help you do some of this. Um, the testing you can pretty much do on your own because the base unit does speak. The only recommendation I would say for this system is for them to look into making those keypads speak. If they could do that, the keypads beep which is great, especially when you're keying in your, uh, your PIN number. But making them speak would be awesome, and the system would be just incredibly accessible. The little devices, the sensors, are all very tactile. They're very easy to use, very easy to set up. My only other recommendation is get yourself some really good two-sided tape, some good Gorilla tape, something like that, to put them in place because the sticky adhesive um, that comes with the devices is not that good. <laughs> so make that investment before you get started. That's my review of the Simply Safe Home Security System and app and website, all of which were very accessible. I was able to do the registration and everything on the website uh, completely by myself. The customer support is also outstanding. If you would like to contact them, their 800 number is 1-800-301-3759. That's 1-800-301-3759. 3759. The website is simplysafe.com. This has been Janine Stanley, hoping you all stay safe and keep listening to Main Menu.
Main Menu is a program brought to you by the American Council of the Blind and ACB Radio. It airs every Friday evening on ACB Radio Mainstream, beginning at 9 p.m. Eastern, repeating every four hours until 5 p.m. the following day. You can listen by going to acbradio.org mainstream, use ACB Link for Android or iOS, grab it as a podcast, or call 712-775-4808. If you have questions, comments, or would like to discuss submitting a contribution of your own, feel free to email us, mainmenu at acbradio.org. You can find us on Twitter at mainmenu. Please note that any submissions are subject to approval by the main menu team. Thank you so much for listening. Music